Tanya J. Powers. Today I'm spending a few moments with Billy Ray Cyrus. Thanks for coming by. Great to be here. Anytime you get to see Charlie Pride in a day, <laughs> that's a great day. I'm telling you, this is like a who's who here today. It's 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 like country week, except it's all condensed into an hour. Man, that's great. Charlie Pride, living legend. Absolutely. I met him first in uh, Australia, mm-hmm. uh, 1992, and we did some shows together. And I'd always been such a big fan of the legend. And then to meet the man, you realize why he's a legend. He's a great man. 92 was when Achy Break Your Heart was out. Yes, ma'am. That's 25, 25 years, years, ago. years ago. Exactly. That must have been quite the roller coaster ride at that point to this point, which is there's quite a span. But I love the fact that you're doing this show on CMT, Still the King. This is a funny show. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I'm not uh, telling you anything you yeah, don't already know, but I hope so. you got season Thank two you. coming out, right? Yes, ma'am. You know, the premise is I'm a dysfunctional Elvis impersonator who lies his way into the church as a preacher and <laughs> finds out he has a daughter he didn't know existed. And long story short, season one ends up Vernon's going to prison. And you're Vernon. I'm Vernon. Okay. Yes, Vernon, Vernon. And as yes. you know, I've got to New York here and they're calling it the summer from hell or the yes. summer to of hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, wait a minute, this is, is this all just a promotion? for the show. Vernon Vernon had to come, you know, for the that's summer nice, of hell. That's a nice little uh, segue. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. That's fitting. Yeah. Can, you go, to, can you go downstairs, down there and lay hands on Penn Station or something <laughs> you fix know what? it? Here's what I do. I always try to look at the, the glass half full instead of half empty. We And we can all do that in our own lives. You know, like, just got to try to make the best of whatever, you know, you're dealt. You have a and lot of stars that's in this show, too. I mean, this is this is quite the... <laughs> Well, Quite it's, the who's who. It's a great cast. Yeah. It, it, it's a great cast. And that, along with the writing of the show, you know, that's really what makes the show special. The writers, the cast. See, I'm not an actor. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician. I do love acting, but I know for my style that my style is less is more. Like, my job is to be in the moment and stay still and let the actors act. And I know this. Like, I love to watch actors act. I love to feel. I've played music by ear, so I act by ear as what it feels like. I, I look for to find a rhythm and a pocket to a scene. Most of all, I know when I'm passing ball with Johnny Bench, let Johnny throw the ball. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like let the ball, let the really good actors act. I stay in the moment and really let them do their thing and and love every moment of watching actors act. You know, I came to um, Broadway. I just went by the show right up here at the theater at where the Chicago. Theater, yeah. That's right, Ambassador. You were Billy Flynn. I was Billy Flynn. And in some ways, you know, of course, you know, I, I wanted to play Billy Flynn and be in Chicago and, and for a kid from Kentucky to make it to Broadway. That's that's a that's a big milestone. But even more importantly, all the great actors I knew had been on Broadway. And I'm always hungry to learn. And I came to Broadway in some ways to serve my apprenticeship as an actor and learn as much as I could. Now, who knew Hurricane Sandy was going to blow ashore, you know, three days before the opening. And what I realized, again, was there was much more to the story than just a kid from Kentucky making it to Broadway. It was more about humanity and seeing a great city rise above a knockdown. Right. You know, that that storm was a knockdown. And um, I saw the people pull together. I saw the, and became part of the city and fell in love with New York saying, wow, this is way more than I ever imagined or dreamed that this moment was about. And being a part of that time period is very much a part of my life and, and my spirit and 
and who I am to this day. I carry that that with me. And certainly as an actor, I learned on Broadway. You know, I you you learn on your feet. And especially for me, once the hurricane hit, I lost my coach, all the folks that was going to help me train for opening night. They were dealing with their lives and picking up the pieces of the storm. And so I'm in my hotel room going, Cyrus, you've got the rest of Billy Flynn to learn on your own because opening night is days away. And it came back to that moment of, you know what, sometimes you just got to you got to get ready and you play the hand you're dealt. And knowing that you get be the best you can be, but always know that you can be better, you know, and Mm -hmm. as long as you're willing to learn. And I I stay open to that. One of the things that I saw mentioned about you, uh, especially as far as your castmates on Broadway were concerned, they kept using a word that to describe you. And that was charm. Oh, that's that's nice that they would say that. That that character Billy Flynn, you know, he lends him so he is a charmer. That if there was anything <laughs> charming about me, that might have been me <laughs> going trying to be an actor and to be because I have to become that character a bit. And um Billy Flynn, he is a charmer. I felt like again it came down to that moment of realizing that I let uh let the orchestra be the great orchestra they are and find the pocket and the rhythm within. Let the cast and all the ensemble you join their pocket mm-hmm. you know what I mean I, I joined their band and every night before and every day you know the matinees I always approached that as I'm basically joining their band and for a moment as long as I know my lines and I hit my marks and sing and say and do everything Billy Flynn's supposed to be then I can if there's any room to bring in my personality above that I'll bring it but it's probably most like everything less is more let Billy Flynn be Billy Flynn and let Billy Ray be Billy Ray. If you find a little spot that they can merge, then they can merge. I do that a lot with Vernon Brown. You know, there's a lot of medium ground or uh, a lot of threads of the realities of Billy Ray Cyrus's life and then Vernon Brown's character. And, you know, sometimes it's just a thin line between the two. I was watching some of the clips, and it looks like you have a lot of fun playing this character and and the the deadpan lines mm. that you have <laughs> oh. is that is that Billy Ray or is that Vernon which one you name one I'll tell I, you I can't remember the exact one but you just and you just say them with the straightest face but they're just hilarious <laughs> and I'm like is that more like you in real well, life well we do a lot of improv yeah and the cast allows that you know they're such a they're they're such a great cast again I'm playing off of them if they take me down a path that leaves room for just a little comment here or there and then you said like just it's just little lines a lot of that stuff is realism of a moment and there is some magic in that if you can find a magic moment if you can find it you know that's one thing of the beauty of us filming in Nashville and our cast and crew is very laid back it's the coolest set really I've ever been on like it's just it's chill everybody knows that we're there to have a good time if that translates from us it'll translate to the film and to the audience when they watch it back home and what this show is it's a little bit of a lot of the shows I was watching Andy Griffith marathon the other day just going and it went and I kept wanting to turn it off but episode after because I had stuff to do not that I wanted to turn it off but episode after episode I go oh I gotta watch this man Barney's so good in this Andy's so good and little Opie going, well, wait a minute, look at this. Look what a piece of history this is. And I look at my character, Andy, Andy Griffith, and going, I know when I did my first series, Doc, that he was, I would actually, you know, tell the directors and the the writers and stuff, then I'd say, Andy. I said, that's because I'm not an actor, but I love Andy Griffith. So 
the more, and sometimes the directors, if I wasn't giving, they go, more Andy, more Andy. Well, even on Hannah Montana, there was times that, you know, the directors, they knew what more Andy meant to me. More Andy meant, go Mayberry. Did it a lot on Hannah, sweet niblets, dang fly, but <laughs> some of the biggest hits of Hannah. Yes. Hey, I borrowed that from Andy. I mean, it's things you just heard, you know? <laughs> and um, so, you know, they've become part of your lingo and Flatwoods, Kentucky. That's what you and your dad watched. That's what me and my dad watched. As So bringing in some of that reminisce of, okay, that's from that, but you got to make it modern and make it something that the kids, it's really about the kids and the young people. Make If you can make them laugh, you know, and keep them interested, then the folks that watch Doc, they're going to see the, they're going to see Doc. I'll always be that part of that. And that character is in Vernon Brown and certainly Robbie Ray, uh, Hannah Montana's dad. He's there's a lot of Robbie Ray in Vernon's character, but yet he's a whole new breed beyond that, you know, a bit of, I don't know if you will, a, a darker side, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and with this season two, you know, we kept the reins pulled back pretty good on season one, but season two, we just let the horse run and <laughs> I got to do some, yeah, I know, I know. I can't wait to see this. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. Just, just some really great, 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 starting with the scripts and the storylines and the cast and then the, the evolution of where it goes from where it's at on the page to where it became in the show it's it's pretty magic and hopefully you'll get a get a kick out of it i'm looking forward to seeing it you mentioned um hannah montana and some people may have heard of your extremely famous um children as a parent what advice have you given your kids you've raised an ex- you've raised a very strong daughter yeah kudos to you three i was mm-hmm. about to say Nation. more than one three, yeah. What advice do you give them on how to just live life and and be themselves and be who they are? Do what you do because you love it, you know, because it's your truth and your honesty. The music is that for our family, the Cyrus family. That's what we do now. That's what my dad did. That's what his dad did. My mother played piano by ear. Music just, it just came out of us. That's, That's our truth. We write songs about what we live and our honesty of life. The greatest, you know, the greatest songwriters that I've ever, that I've ever known and had the, you know, pleasure to become, you know, friends with and and some very close friends with, including Waylon Jennings and Carl Perkins and George Jones and Dolly Parton. All of them said the exact same thing was, let your music be your truth. You know, live what you're singing and sing what you're living. That's what it, an artist is about. That's what my kids know. That's what they learned from me is let your music be your truth, you know. And um, that's the way we express ourselves. Well done. Thank you. We mentioned a little bit at the beginning, uh, this is the 25 years since Aki Breaky Heart came out. At what point, because I was in country music when Aki Breaky Heart was all over that was a line dance that was a whole i mean it was an industry at what point did you know you know what i think this is going to take off <laughs> well you may have been up were you in the new york area i was in time? memphis tennessee oh memphis Woo. man it blew up good over in memphis like mm-hmm. that's where i met carl perkins we did um, a video there to pyramid in memphis called talk some you ever see that video i may have been in it but yeah i do yeah <laughs> I you may have been in it. it was a it was a live crowd yes it was yeah it was a live crowd yeah. the pyramid you know meeting charlie and seeing charlie here just now and mm-hmm. everything he reminds me a lot of carl perkins there's a lot of that a legend's a legend and 
Charlie's got it. Carl had it. You know, all all those guys. That, but going back to that time period now, talk some would be 24 years. And um, the fact that the 25th year, you asked me, when did I know? Well, 25 years ago, not far from here, there was a little teeny bar called Maddie T's. It's on the island. I don't know if it's still here. Do you know if Maddie T's know. still exists? Maddie T's won a national dance contest that whoever did the best achy breaky that I was flying in and we were putting on a free concert for him at and this little club called Maddie T's. That was the moment because I still lived in my car at that moment and realized that, you know, after 10 years of failure and 10 years of, I failed way more times than I ever succeeded. I mean, it ain't even close. Everybody to, thought you, know. you were an overnight success. I remember yeah, back I, then, they're like, oh man, this guy's just, he's all, just on the scene and bam. And you'd paid your dues a long I time. Have, I, thank you for saying that. Yes, I had. And, um, you know, the truth was, again, there's very few glorious failures you know what I mean? Usually failure feels like that. But in saying that, for any listener out there that may have just went through something devastating, you, sometimes you have to go back to the you know words of Thomas Edison saying, failure is the most important ingredient for success. Every time you fail, you eliminate one way that won't work, therefore coming one way closer to the one way that will. Sometimes failing is a way to identify a way that won't work. So you go, okay, I got that behind me. Now I'll try something else. I'll try something else. And it was really a a process of elimination through a decade of time period that finally prepared me for that moment when Mercury Records came to see me. And they go, there's this... This is different. This is original. There's something. This kid is living this music. This is real, and and let's just let's just put him out there like he is. You know, it would have been easier for me in the mid '80s to sign a record contract and you know put on a great big hat and and boots and do a, the whole you know cowboy thing. But that wasn't really exactly what I did. I, my roots go back to more bluegrass, southern gospel, and southern rock and roll. You know, along with I love, you know, straight down the middle country music, Johnny Cash and George Jones and Waylon, Willie. I mean, I love country music. You know, thinking back on just so many. Uh, Hank Cochran, one of the greatest songwriters in in the world, uh, in 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 history became one of my good friends and and wow. um, yeah Hank Cochran the legend himself and he's one of those guys that said man it's about being real Cyrus just be your music is your truth that was his mantra your music is your truth just let it be you know did you ever put out uh, one that you thought ah, this is not exactly the truth or did you just stick by it no matter what if even if you know it wasn't the biggest hit or whatever I've probably I've danced around a few things you know Every now mm-hmm. and then I'll, you know, may think I'm going to attempt to do something commercial. Mm-hmm. And usually those are the ones that like aren't my favorite. Like the things that mean the most to me are the ones that's the most real. And I seldom ever go outside those lines, you know. I make it a rule not to, but, you know, everything has its own ebb and flow and you bend and, you know, you you take the peaks and the valleys and sometimes you might go outside the lines. But I look at it like this. Life is a series of adjustments and you just got to constantly be aware of the things you do good and the mistakes you make. And, you know, just try to lean more toward the good ones. And um, 
adjust the mistakes. Your new show is called Still the King. It's on CMT, the new season, uh, season two out. And uh, I, I'm telling y'all, you got to see this. Oh, it's, it's a thank hoot. you. Please, I'm not, I would not just say Please. that because you're here. Thank you. Give it, a, give it a chance if you haven't already watched oh, season one. You thank catch you up. for saying that. Billy Ray Cyrus, you come back and see us. Okay? I will. I appreciate that. Thank I've you. been spending a few moments today with Billy Ray Cyrus and Tanya J. Powers. This is Fox News Radio. Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. Listen to Fox News podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.